What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This week we are back at FanQuest Comics and Games in Yuma, Arizona, doing a roundtable for the very special extravagant issue of Spawn 300. Isn't that right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. So this is um, an independent comic book coming straight out of Image Comics, and Todd McFarlane has done it. He's taken his character, his original creation, to 300 issues. Uh, The last time we saw this was Cerebus uh, from Dave Sims back in, what is it, February 24th of 2004. So he took it to 300 and stopped. But Tom, or sorry, uh, Todd McFarlane, he's going to keep going. We're going to, I mean, there's, you were, well, we've got Ray joining us. Ray, introduce yourself there. Hi, I'm Ray. And uh, Ray was telling us, right, they did a live stream of when he, he closed out issue 301, right? Right, when he pushed a button and made it official. Ah, so Todd Todd McFarlane's the new king of independent comics. In, 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 independent, I mean, makes sense. They he, he was the founding one of the founding members of uh, Image. I mean, the whole idea behind in, indie comics or the the biggest stage for indie comics. Well, you know, it's funny. So, I mean, talk about. I guess you could say like they were kind of like the first coop of comics, mm. you know, because they were all working for Marvel, and it's like, hey, man, you know, I create, I, I do something to Spider Man that's mine, but in reality, it belongs to Marvel. So it's like, hey, we're all talented guys, and they formed their own. And I mean, yeah, you've always had several other publishers. I mean, you've got Archie wherever he comes from. Um, you had a lot of other companies that existed, like say Charlton, but then they got bought by companies as well. And Image, they formed themselves. They survived the '90s with the crash and all that crazy stuff and images you know probably definitely number three because dark horse was definitely a big publisher for a while there but i think once disney got star wars from them they've kind of lost and right now image is just they're they're absorbing stuff they're creating stuff they're putting a lot of new different designs of comics out there then you also had what like predator and alien and robocop over there at dark horse but now those stuff's over at idw right that's the ones that do that they get popped in like idw boom a lot of those studios are like the saturday morning cartoons 80s action film extravaganza of publications Mm. yeah so uh, with Spawn, we we did the one the one one with it back uh, a few weeks back, and then we did a challenge with it a few uh, week the week after that. Now we're going to talk about three hundred. Ray, let's just ask you what has Spawn meant to you over the issues that you've read. Um, well, I remember when I got Spawn number five. That was where I started off. Nice. Um, I brought it home, and I was all excited about this character Spawn, and it was dark, gritty, and like bloody and I showed it to my dad who got me into comics and he read it and um, at the very end of the issue shows Billy Kincaid upside down with popsicle sticks stuck in his chest and he was killed by Spawn my dad took that comic and put it in his desk and he's like that's not for you Uh and I was like really it's not for me and I really want it yeah that's where the love began right there (laughs) I really want it so you know then, then through like I would say the black market of junior high and high school, I would you know, get the back issues that I was missing because they were hard to find. Yeah. Um, 
because issue four was a hundred dollar book at one time, thanks to Wizard. But oh, wow. I got it, and then I just stuck with it, and that was my choice as a kid. It was like that's that's is my character, and you know, thanks to my dad, I'm a big huge Spawn fan. If he had never you know, kept it from me. <laughs> you know, I'd probably be a Batman fan or I'd probably be a Spider-Man fan more than so than Spawn. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely the appeal, you know, when it's something that's like, nah, this this is not for you. It's the forbidden it's fruit. It's like, yep, now I want it even more so. Absolutely, it was forbidden fruit. And to this, in, in my whole childhood, like, I kept Spawn from my dad. Oh. Yeah. I kept it from him. Is it, I mean, you're, you're an adult man now. I mean, is, yeah. is, I mean do, you, do you still feel the need to, to keep it from people? No, 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 no. My, my, my dad's not with, with us anymore. But when I was a kid in junior high and high school, any spawn issues, I got them, you know, with my own money. And I just didn't tell him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, the burning question I've got sure. did you get that issue back from his desk? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's still in my collection. Nice. I bought it here. No kidding. Yeah. Very cool. Um, other than the Forbidden Fruit, what was it about the the character of Spawn and, and Todd McFarlane's writing art that uh, really struck with you? Well, first and foremost, it was the artwork. I, I I'm a I'm an artist myself, and I just thought his art was something different than anybody else's. Um, but with Spawn, I like the whole. I like the how, and, and McFarlane has said this himself. Like Spawn is like a combination of a lot of characters. I mean, you see Spider Man in it. You you see you see um, Batman. You see, Batman. And, but what I liked the most, and I think you might like this, Chris, is that like I like I see Punisher in him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a superhero with a cape that shoots guns and kills and doesn't ask questions and and that was my draw, I guess. Yeah, no, the, the mysticism of it, the supernatural is cool. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Ghost Rider fan, and I, that drawl is in there, and I love the chains. You know, like, I didn't make a connection until I think we were doing when we were talking our 101, and it's like, that's just Spider-Man's webbing, but when he uses those chains, like, it's like, man, that's really cool. Like, what a great way to use that power set like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the, you know, Image Comics was totally different from what you read as, as, as um, from DC and Marvel. You know, I hate to say this, but Green Lantern was campy. Oh. Flash was campy. <laughs> Batman was campy. Spider-Man was campy. X-Men, yeah, not so much because, you know, what Jim Lee and Chris Claremont did. But the, the I would say the big two, they had campy, campy storylines that was like, that I, I felt like I wanted more at the time. So when Image came on, you know, with Spawn and Wildcats and Youngblood, I thought it wasn't as campy and it was just, I felt like it was for me. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely helps. Like, um, I can think of an example, like Charlton Comics, going back to some independents. So they had like Captain Adam, Blue Beetle, uh, Peacemaker, and several other characters. And Dick Gordiano was one of the big guns behind that back in the day. Uh, he was with DC Comics, went off to Charlton, came back to DC Comics, got promoted up to like being the president. And he was a former artist. And um, he really loved those Charlton characters. So DC Comics, the company, they bought that publication. Here you go. Like kind of like back in the day when there was a lot of respect and, and mutuality there. And so Alan Moore comes along. And he was great at taking people's toys and just going nuts. Like Marvel Man, highly recommend it. Check it out sometime. Um, and he wanted to use those Charlton characters for basically Watchmen. And Dick Gordiano was like, no. And I tell you what, that was one of the best things you could do because – 
we can't see Superman go nuts because Superman's for everyone. But when you get those stories, like Red Sun is often talked about. That's great. We know it's an Elseworlds. But uh, the one Mark Wade did he over for, oh, I can't think of it, the evil Superman. Yeah, the... Uh, Invincible? In, no, no. No, in Impossible? Incorruptible? Corruptible was, corruptible the, was the, the second the good one. one. It's, yeah. been, it's been off. It was man. I don't know why I can't oh, think of God. it. But yeah, so he. Did I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Alan Moore did that with Supreme. Yeah, he, he did that with all these characters, and it's great when we finally get to see, you know, our campy superheroes really flex their muscles and be like, "No, I'm sick of it." Like the Injustice Superman, one of my favorite versions of Superman, because he's finally like, "I'm done with this," and it's it's really exciting. And I think that's what that would give Spawn that. That, 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 that edge is because he's off in the independent field and it's like, no, I'm going to be the hero that I'm going to do it the way I would do it as opposed to like, you know, that general consensus. So I think definitely that's a huge draw when you see that like Wildcats, there's definitely some elements of X-Men there, but they're not bound by Marvel comics with the status quo. They're like, no, nah, dude, we want to maim someone. We want to kill someone. We want to have them cross that path. We'll do it because we can. And I think can. that's exciting. Yeah. And what what's great about Spawn was that it wasn't um, he wasn't about greed and he wasn't about um, revenge. It was just about love. And I know that sounds you know campy, but <laughs> um, he just wanted to return back to his wife. But the devil did his thing, and now he's living in a world of hell on earth. Yeah. You know, as this dude, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be Spawn. He doesn't accept it. Which uh, I don't know that that's gonna be that's gonna come real interesting when you when we talk about the issue itself. That's very true. Um, but so, do you know how many uh, covers we had for three hundred? Like, there was that was a big thing about you know the one thousand issues for you know action and, and detective. How many covers they had? So Spawn, how many covers did we have? I think there was eighteen. Eighteen covers total. Eighteen or seventeen. Okay. Did that include? Did Chris, do you know if that included like uh, certain ones that they did just for comic book stores and stuff like that? Or? I would no. That one. Those are always tough to find because sometimes yeah, some comic shops will like solicit a special cover, and that'll be the thing. So that that's always tough to say. Like I don't know if like Midtown Comics did their own uh, you know cover, and then some will be like Virgin variant covers because I think well everything was available. But there was a one in twenty five variant mm-hmm. and a one in fifty variant. That was it. So if a comic shop ordered 50 issues, they, they, got, they got that one variant. Right, right. Yeah. And like I'm looking at Greg Capullo. I, I always feel like I say his, his last I name I think wrong. it's Capullo. Capullo? No, it's not Capullo. Okay. It's not? If you call him Capullo in the Comic-Con, he'll correct you real quick. Uh, it's, so it's, it's Capullo. It is. Capullo. Okay. It's right. Capullo. Point for me. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, Greg. But I used to always call him Capullo or Capullo oh, yeah. or whatever. But a friend of mine corrected me. He goes, you don't call him that. He hates that. Oh, That's not his name. Mm. Capolo. <laughs> Capolo. Yeah. But he did he did a he did a cover and then they did a virgin variant of it as well. So he gets he'll get credit for having two covers on that. But beautiful art. Now if you don't mind my asking it, speaking of the covers, which one did you pick? Uh I got fifteen of them. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I me and Diane actually pre gamed this months in advance. The ones that I missed was some of the virgin ones. Uh-huh. And we didn't even know that a, a sketch cover came out. Because had there been a sketch cover, I probably would have ordered 10 of those. <laughs> so I can draw on them, you know? So how many? Oh, a blank sketch. Okay, a gotcha. blank yeah, sketch, yeah. yeah. Um, what are you doing with all 15? Are you, I mean, are they so, CGC graded? No, or no, are they- I, I don't have, I don't, I don't really get into the whole CGC thing because I'm more about the collectability of it. My, my theory with Spawn, um, Diane always orders me every, every issue and every available 
cover or variant cover that comes with it. You know, if there's a one in one hundred variant cover, I, she'll get it for me. I just have to buy the hundred issues. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm not going to do that. But anything that's available, she gets it from me. And then what I do when I I read them, so I have a I have one box which is the regular covers, or if you want to call them cover A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all the other extra covers, I put them in a different box. So I guess it's the variant box. That's cool. That's a good way to file that. I like that. Yeah, because Spawn, you know, when you got 300 issues with all the variants and all the oh different con <laughs> exclusives and this and that, I don't have 300 issues of Spawn. I have probably close to 400 issues of Spawn. Yeah. You know? And uh, and so is there one out of the 15 that, that's a little bit more special to you than the others? Um, I'm, Like, I'm a huge sucker for McFarlane's art. Okay. But I would have to say my favorite one was the Capital one. Okay. Yeah. Only reason why is because... To me, and I mean, we could talk about this more, but I feel like Spawn 300 was the the return of the comic book of Spawn. And what I mean by that is the past several issues have been kind of um, digital painting uh, with the, the old the artist Jason Sean Alexander, I believe his name is. Yeah, Jason Sean Alexander. He, he's a great artist, but he has the, the painted noir style art. And uh, with Greg Capital back on, and then J. Scott Campbell, um, and then Todd John himself too. Just it feels more like that original Spawn Five feel that I got. Nice, yeah. That's yeah. Like a lot of big talent came out for this one. You got the writers Todd McFarlane, Scott Snyder. Uh, now, if you don't mind my asking, did Scott Snyder ever do anything with Spawn in the past, or was this just Scott's? First time coming over to write for Spawn. I think it was his first time. Okay, nice. Yeah, because I, I figure with Greg, you know, Scott and Greg, they did a amazing run on Batman during the New 52. Yeah. And they're real good, you know, brothers. And with Greg, like, I want to say, I don't think he started on Spawn, but he was definitely there early on. Like, that's early in his career and probably even pretty early in the I think, I think I think Greg Capolo started on issue 16. Yeah. When Todd went over to D.C., to do the Spawn Batman crossover. Oh, no kid. So he kind of covered Frank Miller. Uh-huh. So as he was doing that, Greg did 16, 17, 18. Yeah. And then when he returned, Spawn jumped, or Todd McFarlane jumped back on the Spawn. Mm-hmm. And then he did it for a few more issues. And I think he was like, you know what? There's something special with this, this Greg guy. I think I should hire him and be my regular artist. And he was the regular artist for like, I want to say like over, over 100 issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, Greg, he's been everywhere. Like, I was looking at some uh, X-Men back issues, and he was doing some art there, and it's wild. Like, I just, I guess I never made the connection with his art and his name mm-hmm. until his Batman turn, but yeah, he's done some amazing stuff. So yeah, he was on this issue, like you mentioned earlier, Jason Sean Alexander, J. Scott Campbell, that blew my mind that he was on here, because I I mostly associate him with being like a cover artist nowadays, but that was cool to see he did some uh, interiors. Uh, Jerome Opeña was on it as well, and then even Todd himself doing some more. Jerome Opeña is such an amazing artist. Yeah. He, he drew the, he drew the last I think that last the, chapter of it the last the last three pages amazing artist man awesome. I, but what what was I think I think the most exciting thing about Spawn three hundred and then like I I don't know if I don't want to try to change the subject but the the reveals in the book that change the status quo going towards the future of Spawn so then we'll go for it I mean talk well, about the because I think that like if. Like, I'm a huge Spawn fan. I've been collecting all the comics. I've been reading them all. And to be honest with you, it's getting a little stagnant. Like, right. like where's this story going? And then at one point in the story, Al Simmons' wife gets murdered. 
And all of a sudden, he's like, what? And now he wants to get the revenge that I said earlier he never came for, but now he's trying to get revenge, trying to find out who killed his wife. And at times, it got a little stagnant, too. But... um, That one's the J. Scott Campbell. Sorry. Got it. Yeah, that's Sorry. the J. Scott Campbell one. Doesn't look like him, huh? I mean, it, I, I did figure it was, but I just didn't want I wanted to make sure. It, it's got some of his his looks in there. Because with J. Scott Campbell, like, you're always used to seeing the girls. Yeah. The way he draws girls, like Danger yeah. Girl. and Well, his faces are very distinct. And I think faces. that's what was interesting. Like, so Mitch was showing me one of the covers. It was uh, Cover M. Yep. So Cover M, and it was the Virgin one. Um, so same thing, even with J. Scott Campbell, he'll get credit for two. And J. Scott, like you mentioned, his women... Boom! It's very distinct. He's got that signature style. Uh, his faces to me are very distinct. Like his eyes, I want to say. Like I think that's what pops to me. And so that's why I was interesting. So because with Spawn, it's a masked character. So right. it's like, oh, okay, you, you know, know. You have that. Is yeah. his? Is did he do the one the the story that's in the she Spawn story? Because it, it reminds me of his his art. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, he did the she Spawn one. So yeah, there are, there are a lot of reveals in, in this book. So if you want to go, we can go ahead and start talking. I was going to just gonna say, I just wanted to bring up one thing before we started with that, was that to reiterate for people who don't remember is uh, Spawn number one was May 1992. And just out of this book alone, we've had so many spinoffs. We've had the Violator spinoff. We had Angela miniseries. We've had Angela and Aria, Angela and Glory, Celestine? Celestine, Celestine, Vi- Violator and Badrick, Spawn, Blood of Feud, Blood, Blood Feud, Spawn, The Impaler, Medieval Spawn, Witchblade, uh, Curse of the Spawn, Spawn, The Dark Ages, uh, Spawn, Blood and Shadows, Cygor, Spawn, The Undead, Sam and Twitch, Hell Spawn, um, Spawn, Simony, Shadows of Spawn, Spawn. Architects of Fear, Spawn, Blood, and Sal- Salvation, The Adventures of Spawn, uh, and then another Spawn Witchblade. Spawn kills everyone, and Spawn kills everyone too. Yeah. I mean, just the idea. I, you don't. See I don't that have right. all those. <laughs> <laughs> but just the, the the fact that you know uh, the universe we called created. it a, a universe we've cre- they've created with what we're calling an indie book. Like you don't see that for something like this. No. Well, I find it amazing. I didn't know Witchblade spun out of Spawn. I don't know I if it's, it was so much Witchblade spun out of it. Uh-huh. Is that it? The uh, only it was, connected. It, it was a Spawn Witchblade book. Okay, okay, I got you. I see now. Witchblade came out of darkness. Oh, okay, Did it? yeah, that's right. Because that was like Michael Turner stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, that that's okay. Okay, uh, but you know, but going to give Spawn another feat. What is it? Spawn and Savage Dragon, I think, are the only originals True. from the original lineup of uh, Image. Image Comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's huge because. I mean, that, that speaks like, I will say this, Todd McFarlane, he's a great businessman. I mean, you see a lot of writers and artists, they get into the game and they walk out when they can't create anymore. They've got nothing. And Todd, you know, he made his name a label. He's got his action figures. He's got his comics. He's got everything. I mean, now, you know, DC made it a big point to uh, their black, their Batman black and white statues, like number 100 goes mm-hmm. to Todd. And that's huge. Like the man knows how to network and do stuff. So... So do you guys remember hearing back way back in the day when some anonymous guy bought Mark McGuire's seventh home run baseball oh, yeah. for like $3 million, $5 million, whatever? Was it Todd? Yeah. It's the dude that created Spawn. Yeah. I remember he was, that. He was that successful with his comics and toys where he was able to put some money away and buy some baseball memorabilia. I mean, yeah. his toys are, toy line is pretty huge. So. Well, he just, he just got the rights 
uh, starting next year, he's going to be putting out the DC comic toys. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's his competitor. It's like, let me do your job for you. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this. The countdown that starts off the book, does that mean something? Uh, You know, yeah. You mean? it's It starts off with 0047. And I mean, I don't know if that means day, minute, time, so, seconds. So I probably stopped collecting Spawn at issue 27 when Todd stopped. Okay. Stopped drawing it. So from 27 to 185. I would pick up an issue here or there just to get re-familiar, reacquainted with Spawn. When Todd came back onto the book in issue 185, that's when I was hooked and I was going for it. And in issue 185 is when Jim Downing became the new Spawn. Spawn, Al Simmons kills himself, new superhero, a, new, a guy wakes up from a coma and he's the new Spawn. When that happened, that meter didn't, that, that meter wasn't around. Oh, okay. So the meter, what that meant was in issue one, the meter said nine colon nine nine colon nine nine colon nine. Okay. And whenever he used his powers, that meter would go down. Ah. So he wasn't a an invincible character. He, he had had so much a finite amount of a power. finite amount of time. So if he wanted to, I don't know. Let's just say he wanted to rebuild the Oklahoma City building after it got bombed. That would have used a quite amount of energy, and that he would have been doing for good. Right. But it would have done a quite amount of energy as opposed to saying changing the stoplight from red to green, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, at issue one eighty five, that that stopped. And so when I read three hundred, I didn't really pay attention to it. Okay, well that's interesting. Really, though. They, they didn't bring it, it back. The first story we, you have is uh, about a family reunion somewhere in the south. I forget if it says where. Oh yeah, it says Nebraska. So yeah, Kearney, Nebraska. you have two two black sheets of the family. It's it's the girl's family, but her she brought her boyfriend along, and uh, they just really don't like each other, or they they stick out from the family. He, they go and meet the the uncle who's barbecuing, and barbecue the uncle's like, you know, why do you have all those tattoos and piercings? Are you trying to you know be something that you're not, kind of thing? And the boyfriend gets upset and walks away, and the girlfriend the girl walks with him. Eventually, they, they're about to leave. They say, you know, he's like, you know what? We're going to teach them. We're going to show them all. And they drive off. And then all of a sudden, the next panels are, are the family getting brutally killed in the house. Uh, they aren't really showing the killer. You're supposed to believe that it's the girl and the, the boy doing it. But they pull up in their car, and they're like, yeah, we got married. Now we're really going to show them. They're never going to believe such a thing happened. They walk into the house, and you find out it's the little girl from the first couple of panels that's gone around killing everybody with a butcher knife she says uh i didn't like them and i don't like you either so she comes at them with a knife this story doesn't get revisited again in the rest of the issue is this something that happens in other spawn no no it does it it does it doesn't get revisited but it does get said i mean this is a spoiler okay say spoilers oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um uh the violator has been circulating something around the world where it's causing people to oh, commit so he, murder. So he's infecting his madness on people and things like that. It, to, to, to some degree, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, when I read it, I thought, oh, maybe this is a metaphor for don't judge a book by its cover. Wherever this is going, I don't get it. But And then later in the book, you, you find out that... Because like, Spawn, Al Simmons has been trying to find out who killed his wife. Mm. Right. Well, here's the spoiler. It's Violator. <laughs> it's Violator. The, the Violator so he that he up. thought he had, he had killed already. In several issues before, you thought that 
Valer was dead. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He was actually the mastermind behind all the the. He was the mastermind mastermind behind uh, Wanda getting killed, mm. and um, he reveals that and Spawn fights the Violator. Yeah, that's a cool twist. I I I dig that. I that one page that I want to pop out. It looks like I think that's the start of the next story. But I like how they actually did a shout shout out to Dave Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the news reporter page, so at the very like it looks like I'm I'm not sure. I don't think I catch the reference to CRN. Uh, the middle one with the eye, I imagine that's probably like a little shout out to like Image, and then the the third guy there, D Sim. I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know, like oh, I see he now. he definitely paid some respect mm-hmm. to the artist before him, and I think that's really cool. What's interesting about those three characters is that like, you know, when you're when you're in junior high, I don't want to read too much, <laughs> and these, these these this one page that that was in almost every Spawn comic. It's a block of writing. That- it's a block of writing that I felt like I don't want to read this. <laughs> I want to get to the action, but in this issue, I read the whole thing. Um, I guess I'm a little wiser when I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, th- so then, yeah, with that next story is you're at the secret lair of Spawn, and he has uh, a guy there who at first I wouldn't think that it's his captive, but later on when he leave, when Spawn leaves, he poofs out. He, uh, the guy's like, well, how do I get home? Like, I, I, I don't know what to do here. And one of his short stories later is him, he talks about, it talks about him running for two hours straight trying to, to find some other place outside of this cabin and he can't find anything. Like, he doesn't come across any other civilization. So he's trapped there. He's, he talks about being imprisoned in this secret lair. I mean, I know that I don't. I don't particularly know if Spawn has a layer that's in the middle of America anywhere. I would assume it is, but when you can teleport, you don't really need to be. Uh, it's, I think it'd be kind of hard to run for three, four hours in one direction and not meet any other civilization. Yeah, that that was new to me. The guy is Mark Rosen. Okay, who's Mark Rosen? He was a buddy of Jim Downing's. The the guy that became Spawn in okay. issue 185. Okay, so the second Spawn. So, so when you read the, the the chapter Lost and Found, and it's got you know the painting style um, artwork, and at the end you see a carriage go, it's why I woke you, why you've all been awoken, and that's Jim Downing. Oh. <laughs> you can hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, he just he's, he's he's buddies with Jim Downing. Okay. The, this, the, the, the pre- I guess you want to say the previous Spawn. Right. That took over when Al killed himself. Now, do you think is there going to be like any animosity between those two? Or are they going to wind up being coming like buddies because of their relationship? Dealing we'll with see. Spawn? What, okay. what what I love about Jim Downing Spawn is, in I forget what issue it was, but it was an early issue. Um, Tom McFarlane when he drew Spawn, uh, Al Simmons, you know when he woke up five years later after being murdered, he's back on Earth. He tried to um, change his appearance because his face was all you know, hamburger head, you know, yeah, it was yeah. all scarred. So he used that power meter to try to change his, his face, you know, to make him look like a silky smooth black man that he is. Well, when he changed his face, he turned into a blonde haired white guy. So when he knocked on the door of Wanda, his wife, right. he looked like a white guy. He can't go like, well, hey, Wanda, it's me. It's me out. And she's like, you're crazy, you're white. So that was only visited one time. Uh-huh. Several years later, in issue 185, when Al Simmons kills himself, and the guy wakes up from a coma, and now is the new spawn, guess what he looks like? Oh, so he's that blonde-haired white guy. He's that blonde-haired white guy. 
Oh, that's a good twist. Yeah, that was an amazing twist. So, I mean, I almost wonder, like, is he... Did did Al kind of put the curse on the new guy then? Like maybe, I won't say it's a curse. Just well, or the the power, like, yeah. You know, like inadvertently, like I picked you to carry on the legacy. Yeah, huh. I, I think it was just Tom McFarlane doing a throwback to something. He True, did. probably yeah. No, at, at that point, yeah. But yeah, but that's cool. Like he didn't like everything got recycled. It wasn't just trashed out. That's yeah. cool. So he also knows that. He, when he's going to go to this factory, that this is where all the people, all of his enemies are. It seems like uh, the both sides of heaven and hell are going to be there, and they they want him, they want him dead. Al does, or they they want Al dead. So mm-hmm. he's going to go there. He, this is when he's uh, snooping anything out, and you see the shadowy figure, the one that's killed Wanda, uh, just hanging around in the shadows over there. Uh, it's it's revealed later that it's the Violator. Mm-hmm. He. Has was under the impression that he killed the violator, so it was it was very much to his surprise that uh, the clown face had showed up. What I mean, I I, I honestly thought it was a, di- a different villain. Who did you think it was going to be? Uh, a character named Mammon. Okay, which is I don't know nothing much about him because he's in that time frame. That I didn't really start. I you weren't reading. I wasn't reading, but. Um, I thought that's what I thought it was, and then you know you read a couple more panels over, and and you see this character, and he's got that face paint from Violator. I'm like, huh. Now, who is this angel-looking character? He's a new character. He's a new character. He's just a new character. So, I mean, he looks. He's carrying a scythe, like he's the you know the Reaper. He's got angel wings. He's got armor, but he's more skeleton-looking than anything else. He's a new character named Godsend. Godsend. Yeah. So I would assume that he's on the side of heaven. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like going back a bit though. I, I like the pages with the violator. So when you see him, like I, I, I was kind of almost feeling that it would have been violators because I remember that stocky build. Mm-hmm. But I like how they keep you in the dark. And even when when finally the light comes on, I like that he has that black bubble around, around him. Face, yeah. And I was like, okay, that, that's keeping the mystery going. That's it pretty wild. Protects him from the uh, from the light from. The, yeah, the badness of the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I didn't realize that'd be something that hurts him. But yeah, but you're right when that that face paint but again i i don't know the character that well so i wasn't surprised but yeah that would make sense that if violator's dead by this point that's a big reveal and you're like oh okay that guy's back what's interesting about that what i like what i like best about that chapter of the book is when the mysterious character that i thought that was someone else you know hulks out quote unquote yeah and then becomes the violator that panel is the most detailed panel i've ever seen greg capital do Oh, dude, yeah, like his when he shows him, like you're saying, are violated out. Yeah, dude, it is nuts. I mean, the 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 arms, the bone protrusions. I even love the way he did the 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 head horns. Yeah, like that is just wild looking. Like, yeah, Greg was always on that. skinny. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a skinny demon. Yeah, God, I remember the figure. I think maybe the first action figure was almost looked like it was like a little bendy toy, you know, because he was yeah. so petite and whatnot. And then you see this one, you're like, oh, that's gonna be something else. But yeah, when that issue with that that chapter, you know, you you see a great fight between Spawn and Violator, which I still always will believe that Spawn and Violator are like Batman and Joker. I was just gonna ask that, so that would definitely that's his that's his arch nemesis that's extreme then number one. Now, okay, we talked about we talked about this in our previous one hundred and one, and like the most I knew about Spawn was watching that HBO uh, animated series. When that started out, he he wasn't so much his enemy. I mean, he was his enemy, but he was his also his handler, right? He was the one that told him that gave say you know the devil's orders to Spawn, be like, you need to go do this kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. 
So it's odd to have that relationship and then eventually turn in. I mean, it becomes the relationship of, of Batman and Joker, as you said. Uh, what is it that, that probably, is it just that Simmons Al knows that he doesn't want to do the things that the devil wants and that's why the two of them are, are at, are, are at heads. Um, how I always took it was this dude served his country, got murdered. Devil makes a deal with him. Says, "Hey, you want to go back to your wife? You got to lead my army in the, as a hell spawn." He mm-hmm. goes, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Sure, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I want to see my wife." But he goes back, and five years later, and then it's five years later, and his wife's married to his best friend, and he looks like a, like a hamburger, and he's got this <laughs> stupid symbiote cape on him. Yeah. You know, he know nothing about. And then all of a sudden, some weird fat dude comes over and says, "Hey, you're the best," and he wants to be his best friend. And like, he don't have time for this bullshit. You know, he just wants to be with his wife. Be with his wife. He wants to be with his family. Why is it that the devil needs a human hellspawn? Why can't he just use the violator as the general of his armies? Because I think humans have more emotions and more the, the emotions that a human makes makes them smarter. Okay, more. Resilient. Well, free will. I think it goes back to like even like the biblical sense. Like that's why angels almost have that anger towards humanity because we have free will. We're allowed to do things. We can choose things. And angels and demons, they're subservient to either God or devil. So I think maybe that might be one of those pulls. I've thought that same question, Mitch. Mm-hmm. I've thought that same exact question. Why? Because like when you see the movie, the Spawn movie, and then you see thousands of humans. In the Spawn costume, all over, what makes them so special? But yeah. I don't know. I just think it's uh, the resilience of, of how a human is that makes them. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work out well for the devil if the humans can turn on them, like not do his bidding. Yeah. Whereas, uh, I mean, a violator wants to do it. Like he wants to to kill all humans and stuff like that, or lead the armies of of the, of the devil. I think. I think the thing with Violators that he's just jealous that this human got chosen, and in fact, um, Violator is the one that created the the symbiote. So yeah, we get it's called. You guys ready for this? It's the stupidest name of anything. The Spawn symbiote is called the L Seven Letha. 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 Well, that's the the part we get into next. Because uh, earlier when he was talking to Mark, you said Mark Rosen? Mark Rosen, yeah. yeah. He's talking about how he has all these different forms. He has the, the, the burned up body form. He has the human looking form. He has the spawn form. He has the symbiote form. And, like none of those are the re- his real form anymore. Uh, he's going to go show everybody his real form. And you we get to the point where Violator's talking about, well, I was there when your suit was being made. I know, I know its secrets. I gave you the powers. You, you are nothing without it. And he takes the symbiote away from him after they've run him through uh, with looks like uh, spears and stuff like that. And uh, as he's, they're walking away from the factory, uh, Al uses the last of his powers because we saw the meter was at 1.7, I think, or 1.4. Yeah, a couple four. a couple fan panels ago, and as he he uses the last of his powers to blow the place up, kills everything that's not an angel and demon in a half mile radius radius, and he comes walking out of the fire, untouched in his human form again, looking all pretty and smooth as you put it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Violator doesn't understand what's going on. He's like, "This doesn't make any sense. He should be dead." And 
from that, he just starts grabbing Ash, making his body look, you know, have the markings of the Hellspawn. the costume, yeah. And then he starts pushing spikes, railroad spikes, through his arms yeah. and hands and uh, barbed wire around his, his, his arms and stuff like that. Like, what, what are we seeing here? Because you even said it earlier that he doesn't want to be the Spawn. Well, first off, my dad definitely would have put this book away. <laughs> um, I think he's... Um, uh, this is his redemption. This is his cleansing of hell. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I see it as. He don't need this. The symbiote was the catalyst of what hell had against the war against heaven. I think. Mm-hmm. I think with him not having the symbiote anymore, now he's free. Now he's free. He's free from either sides. It looks that way, yeah, because even if you look at the body, like he's not all, like you were saying, hamburger. No, he's not he's, hamburger he's anymore. He's very much got good, clean skin. I mean, uh, to the point where he takes the barbed wire to it, but I mean, for the most part, he's. He's got he a nose. looks like he's alive, yeah. He has he's got a nose. nose. <laughs> he didn't have a nose all those years before. But he's not, he's uh, he's also not feeling the pain, obviously, from the, the things that he's pushing through his body, the, the barbed wire, the spikes. I still think he's, I mean, maybe it's because he's still dead. So he's still dead. He's still, he's still supernatural. He's still undead, so to speak, but undead. he. He's 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 getting he has powers he has powers of his own that aren't from the suit itself. Well, after he you know he throws the cape on and the chains and the spikes and everything, and then he goes, "I am Spawn." The very next panel says, zero, 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 one. So he has one. So maybe piece like of maybe power now left? the powers are gonna go up rather than get depleted. Oh, okay. I can almost see that because with them using redemption, I mean, that's huge. That's a big change, and you know, so he's, you know, maybe is there some significance like you know, ashes to ashes? So him rubbing on that, on there, dust to dust, and things like that, and with it going redemption, it's like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe this is where now the power will build up, and maybe he won't be so hell controlled. Yeah, um, I would say that is the main story of this book. That, that that's has it. to be. It has to be the main story of this book. This that, this is Spawn. This is Al Simmons. This is his story. To me, that was that was the, yeah, like you said, the story. Everything else was just the bonus features, mm-hmm. you know the I don't know the the mini movie after the, the <laughs> episode of the bonus stuff that's going to lead lead us towards the future of Spawn, right? Which I think is great because now we're going now they're introducing new characters to the Spawn mythos that makes kind of gives me a feeling of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! You know, very much so. So yeah, uh, the next story is the redemption story. Uh, you have the character of the Redeemer. This takes place a months before the events we just read. Do you know anything about this character, the Redeemer? He was in that time I didn't read comics. That I makes sense. Um, I always liked his costume design, though. Like, it is I a very remember, cool costume design. I remember his action figure, and it's like, all right, that was some cool looking stuff. Right He's there. in the that stained glass window that the Jason Scott Campbell cover has. Like, he's in the background. So, you the idea with this. Um, Spawn is sitting there telling him like hey I planted a seed in you like you don't have to be this you don't have to be you don't have to follow their orders uh, to the T you know you have free will so obviously this is another person this is a I'm, I'm guessing this is the heaven version of Spawn yeah. a redeemer yeah so he uh, he he's a human that's been given ultimate power a certain type of power to destroy hell spawns to destroy hell spawns and he says I, I, I planted a seed in you like you you need to let I, that seed needs to flourish and you need to mm-hmm. you need to think for yourself do do your own will stuff like that and 
as he he says, this is your choice. Is either you kill me right now or you become something else. Yeah. And uh, the page goes blank and, well, not so much blank, but it, 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 it forces him to choose and he chooses to, to do his own will. He doesn't kill, kill the Hellspawn and he becomes the Reaper. Yeah. Okay, so that's great. Like, right, he's a new character, Spawn Mythos, but do you guys have that panel pulled up right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, the guy with the big uh, scythe. Yeah, the big scythe. What's interesting about his his costume change, his new future, is that if you look at his chest, he now has the markings of of Spawn. Yep. Okay, I'm seeing like that. Like how the old Spawn costume is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, where that's when I read when I saw that, that's I was like, there's some future there, and I want to <laughs> see that's where I'm interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's a great character redesign. It's the, a great idea. Um, once again, you got to wonder why do these sides pick humans for, mm. with, with free will to make the decision to go against them if they're you're going to use them as their ultimate generals for their armies. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting. So, I mean, what does that mean for the future Spawn comics? The two of them are going to go up on team-ups, so they're going to go fighting against... Uh, you know these other bad guys is is he going to team up is this reaper going to team up with this new spawn yeah like, so like now that i'm older mm-hmm. I, I want team ups <laughs> i want the ventures you know i i because I, I think that the, with the line work that mcfarland did right there the line work and the art of greg capolo that gives me that feel that that old school image comics feel and the next chapter after was Sean Jason Alexander, as great and beautiful as it is, it doesn't give me that image feel. Mm-hmm. No, like you're right. That the, the art does. I'm, I'm no artist, but it kind of takes a, it takes a turn from the what the it, eye candy was before it. It, it, it. It's a different, different style. Yeah. It's a different yeah. style. The, the that style that's in that next book, though. Like I know I didn't read Spawn books or the spinoffs, but isn't that the same look that they had for the Sam and Twitch books? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. I was gonna say that's that's what I remember from looking in yes. like previews or Wizards and and like and, that. and that's part of the reason why I never read the Swam Sam and Twitch. Books. The Swam Sam and Twitch because I just that kind of artwork didn't I didn't gravitate towards so much because I guess I'm like real old school traditional the way McFarlane draws well, Rob Liefeld. I mean, yeah, obviously McFarlane has a colorist that, that that uses a lot of colors that pop and you know reds and greens. Well, and it's stuff clean. Like, that. like to me, when I look at that one, I feel like the inker. I feel the inker's presence a lot more mm. than it should be on the art. Like, especially, uh, the, oh, you guys named him that that sidekick. But there's the one panel when he's, like, looking off to the side. Like, the, just the face does not look clean. You know? Oh, the Mark character? Yeah. Like, it just, I think around. it's the second page of that story. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You know? Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell, say, say that this art sucks. It does, and this art's yeah. amazing. It just doesn't work for Ray. Yeah. To to like get excited about right. I mean, it might work for Joe, Tom, guy, Dick, yeah. and Harry over here, but it just doesn't work for me. Um, that doesn't. That, I mean, I know that Sean, Jason, Alexander is still going to continue doing it for Spawn, being right. the Spawn, and that's not going to deter me from not being part of it and reading it. It's just that I'm really hoping that the future of Spawn has some aspects of the line work that McFarlane did right, right. and these beautiful colors. That are vibrant like this new character, the new redeemer, and then, well, I guess we'll talk about the new she spawn. Yeah. <laughs> well, for do, do you have any insight on what what we're seeing in this other story? This this story that we were just talking about right now. Like who who are these undead characters? It said there was four bodies that were on these slabs that were now missing. I assume that's these gorilla and yeah. Well, the gorilla Cygor, 
He's okay. an old villain oh, of okay. uh, Spawn. Another one was the Freak, which another villain of Spawn. Um, he has he has a rogues gallery like Batman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He does have a rogue gallery, and, right. and for, he Spawn had used these characters to his own. Um, he used them in his war against finding out who is. Uh, Who's the one that killed Wanda? Who's the one that killed Wanda? Okay, but the, the only the, for me the only interesting part about the whole story was at the end when Jim Downing was awoken. So that's who that is. That's yeah, like Jim he's Downing. he's in that kind of spawn looking zip coat thing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. He, he looks like Ghost Rider. Right he there. looks more yeah. like Ghost Rider, like Danny Ketch than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I was looking at him because I was kind of I was glancing that and I was like. Is that spawn at first, you know? But then I, I saw the skin tones, but I forgot. Yeah. That's right. There's two different spawns. So me, so I previous me, you know, since I got back on board since 185, when he came on board, I'm like, th- this was this panel right here was cooler to me than the, than than the, the, the panel whole, the whole thing where it showed Al Simmons with his cape and then the oh wow the train spikes and all that yeah you know that was like oh cool cool. This was like, what? This is amazing. So does that mean that Jim Downing's going to be teaming up with these other villains to go against Spawn? Like, is he a bad guy now? I don't know. Well, see, <laughs> well this is going to be like Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan. Like, that's what this is. It, to me, that's what it gives that vibe. You know, it's like, that's that parallax page. You know? Maybe, like, maybe, okay. maybe he's still a Hellspawn. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe he's still a Hellspawn and Al Simmons isn't. Yeah, it could sense. be that breaking away from uh-huh. it. So he's he's still embracing the power while Al is like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I didn't want any of your stupid world, mm-hmm. but you threw me in there. And Jim is like, I love this. It's better than yeah. being in a coma. Well, know? also, if, 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 if Al's power meter had actually went down to zero, maybe the, the rest of the power went to... Set him free? Yeah, it set Jim free or gave him powers. That's interesting, Mitch. Yeah. So now now that you, like you pointed out, Al's meter is going back up because he's getting his power from somewhere else. Yeah. The power that should have been Al's is going to Jim. So mm-hmm. that, that's why he says awakened, like I've been awakened, like yeah. kind of thing. Going on to the She-Spawn story, um, this shows two characters, I mean, I have absolutely no clue about, but it's a, a uh, Jessica is this some type of Merc I would assume and then uh, there is Nix who is a private investigator of some sorts but she also has ties to the occult and she has she's been brutally beat to death stabbed beaten shot whatever what have you um, on and is on the floor and then uh, Jessica finds the books all this research about Al um, an amulet on the back of a book performs a ritual on Nyx, then which then creates her, or resurrects her and brings her back as She Spawn. Mm-hmm. First, so, how do you feel about the name She Spawn? Okay, so I think it's stupid. I think it's a terrible name. You know, so it's 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 dumb. But she was part of that that time frame. I didn't I didn't read Spawn. Okay, but I still know about her when I started collecting all those back issues back and is she spit. is she a. Uh, uh, um the opposite of an enemy friend. Yeah. friend I, I never read them, but I, I know that, that that her first appearance cost me forty bucks. Okay, wow. Yeah, it was expensive. When I was collecting all the back issues that I had not gone, it ran me that one out there, yeah. and I regret it because I could have got them here at FanQuest for two ninety nine <laughs> or a buck ninety nine. So, so what's interesting about this storyline is that so Nix is right there laying down, and the girl Jessica, her name's Jessica Priest, and if that doesn't ring a bell, she's the character from the Spawn movie who, oh. who kills Al Simmons. Okay. So in the comic oh, wow. books, it's Chapel who kills 
Al Simmons. And Chapel's a character that's owned by Rob Liefeld, who did Youngblood. Oh. Right? So what I see here is that Todd brought back a, an existing character from the past and revamped her into something new from another pastor. So she, he, he, what I took it as a he, he merged Jessica Priest and the girl that was She Spawn next just made her in, and now she's the new She Spawn. Oh, that's two people put together. I just thought, oh. Yeah, because I was looking at it too. I was like, well, where did the other girl go? But yeah, so they, they bonded together to become She Spawn. Yeah, that, that's what I think it is. Yeah. Um, uh, or, well, jumping in real quick. So I, I got to say, though, the page before that, when J. Scott Campbell, when he does that, like, splash oh, page. Mod, yeah, the splash page. Oh, I love that. I, I think he does amazing stuff. So it's that's really cool looking. to see all those characters from the Spawn world, you know. And then the, the, the character that's got the brown hands, that's mm-hmm. Tremor. He was one of the toys from the very first Spawn. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's actually one of uh, Tom Afron's original characters that he created when he created Spawn. Oh. Okay, yeah, okay. Nice. There was a group of characters he called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and he was uh, Blood. But years later, when he came out with a comic book, he renamed him Tremor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. And I know, you notice that when she's she spawned, she has a uh, motorcycle there with, uh, I don't know if there's technically, there's no flames coming off of it, but it's very reminiscent of a certain other uh, we, we did just lose the, the female Ghost Rider, so. Yeah, and then again with her, she's got that costume V yep. on her chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even she's got the eyes, you know. I don't know how I feel about the exposed mouth. Mm. I, I think that kind of looks a little little off. I think it would have been better if they closed it. Um She's now a redhead. That, that's always oh, yeah. trouble, <laughs> as I've learned in my life. I bet, what would what would you think would be a better? I mean, Lady Spawn would have sounded stupid too to me. But what do you think would have been just calling her Spawn, right? Um, Mrs. Spawn. Mrs. Spawn. I don't know. It's like Ms. <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> Mrs. Santa Claus. Um, I don't know. I just she Spawn just did, did it did not sound right to me. It's like it's like that. Uh, was it? that insurance commercial with the she shed. Yeah. Well, I guess I think that's what we're stuck. Cause to me, I see it as she Hulk. Yeah, I, I know, I, you know, and, and I'm she sure when she Hulk around f- for so long, yeah, yeah, but I, I imagine when it first came out, you know, everybody harped and moaned like, ah, oh, that sounds dumb. That sounds dumb. And now we're used to it. So, I mean, you know, you know give I, it think, a year I think or two. my views right now had just changed like instantly. Cause I'm a huge she Hulk. Uh-huh. And I never put that two together till right <laughs> now. Oh man. Did I just take she Hulk away? No, 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 no. Now, now, now I think it's okay for her to be called. She, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a huge She-Hulk fan. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. You, you turned him around. I'm walking out Lawyer. of here. A change man. <laughs> so the last story, I don't really understand. It's it, it's titled And Prophecies. Um, it, you have a man. We never see his face. And he's just he's walking up a bunch of steps. You know, you usually have that ancient Orient-like look of uh, some type of temple on the top of a mountaintop. And there's a lot of steps. And he's walking and he's walking. You get to the the mouth of the temple, and it's literally a mouth. It is a demon-looking mouth that opens that is that is open, and there's just a, a bubble, a dialogue bubble, and there says "Welcome." Um, any insights into what this could be? I think it's the return of Malbogia. Oh, who's Malbogia? Malbogia is the original demon that gave Spawn um, the deal. Okay, the deal. He was pretty much. If you if you want to say he's Big Poppy. The violator, his little minion, mm-hmm. and then the spawns were is his is his pawns. Okay, of his grand scheme of things, but way back in issue one hundred, he killed him. 
Spawn killed him. Spawn killed him while Bulger ripped his head off. Wow. So, and then I guess he's never been seen again. So I think this is the return of him. And the only reason why I think that is because of how the temple looks. It looks similar to Mel Bulger, but maybe it's something different. I don't know. But until until it's released to find out who it is, I think it's Logan that's walking up those stairs. Like Wolverine Logan? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got two swords, two samurai swords strapped to his that's, to his backpack. That's old man Logan right it, there. It, it could be yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know it's not. But Wolf, maybe maybe that character could be Cogliostro, which is another uh, character who was a spawn. Uh-huh. He was a hell spawn at one oh, point. Oh, so he was a previous and one. He was, I guess you could say, he was spawns Obi Wan Kenobi in the earlier issues of teaching him the ways of. Okay, I think I vaguely remember him a little. He bit. was in the yeah. cartoon. He was the guy with the big white beard. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the movie. He had a blade that came out of his trench coat. Okay, so he was a hell spawn. I I want to say in the the Viking days or. He was the, a medieval spawn. Medieval, yeah. He was a medieval spawn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I remember something like that. But who knows? Like he may, he may, they may not bring him back because Cogliasho's, you know, he's half owned by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, and I don't know if you're right there. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with the the character copyright that Tom McFarlane has battled with two Spawn characters, and Cogliasho is one of them. Mm. Yeah, because was Angelo was the other big one, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's why we I mentioned that before. That's why we got Marvel sixteen oh two. Right. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was some wild stuff there. And I love that Angela is uh-huh. Thor's sister <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Oh, that is a cool twist. I'm glad that they, they, they got her and they're doing something with her. I wish they would hurry up with Miracle Man, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think that it could be called Guy Show walking up in there. And you, it doesn't say it. It says now, but we all know in the comic book world, now could be 1994. It could be... 2018 it could be 1845 it could be just because there's no context yeah, there's no context so yeah. i mean that could be this could be where kagash i i i personally think it's where kagash show gets his powers to become a spawn so this is issue 300 this is we, we went through the whole thing is this was this what you wanted from issue 300 oh, dude, it was so much more okay it was exactly because, and I, I've talked to Diane about this, and I'll say it to you guys too. When you read a Marvel comic book, every time it ends, it has a cliffhanger ending. Mm-hmm. I don't know so much about DC because I don't read DC that much, right? I might pick up a Batman book here, or right. or if Doomsday shows up in a Green Lantern, I'll buy that because I'm a huge <laughs> Doomsday fan. Yeah. However, I've been collecting Guardians of the Galaxy religiously since the movie got announced in 2008 okay. or whatever. So right. I've been collecting every issue. And every Guardians of the Galaxy issue there is, no matter what the writer is, there's a cliffhanger ending. And I think there's some mysticism and excitement about that. So I buy the issue today, I read it, and now I got to wait one month, not a week, like <laughs> TV shows are. Yeah. I got to wait one month for the, to find out what happens next. I think that, that, that drives to me excitement into this hobby. But Spawn has not had that in decades. I haven't felt that in decades. I haven't felt it. I mean, I could be wrong. Other readers are probably like, what is he talking about? He's an idiot. No, I haven't felt that. Right. Until this issue right here. Oh, wow. So now like, like, I cannot wait for 301. Yeah, because they did plant some seeds. They did, yeah, they planted a lot of seeds. There's a lot of, a lot of like you said, futures. There's a lot of futures for Spawn in, in this book alone. Yeah. So And, and, and it's not just about Spawn Al Simmons. Like all the who, like, what's going on with She She Hulk or ah, she, she, she Spawn? You know, um, 
What's going on with the the with Jimmy Down the J- Jim Downing guy Jim Downing that's yeah right. yeah what's going on with that um, and what's going on with Mark Rosen you know is he really stuck out in the middle of nowhere is mm-hmm. uh, you know what are the the Rogues Gallery coming together to make his their their uh, crime syndicate or no crime society oh. <laughs> uh, you know what's it's 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 a lot there's a lot going on in this book and like we said the the big part is the story about the the violator and 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 Sp- and Al uh-huh. but that's not the only thing that's going on in this book so i think i think we're going to blink and then there's going to be 400 around the corner i could see that it happens that way no it's crazy like when these books when they hit those milestone numbers mm-hmm. you're like oh okay it took forever and then next thing you know it's here and I, it's like- I remember action comics 8 no action comics 900 mm-hmm. when superman Denounced his American citizenship. Yeah, that's right. I'm a citizen and of the world. Boom. Chain breaking cover. And then, bo- yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, boom, 1,000. 1, I was like, what? I think I remember, I could be wrong, but I think it was Action 700 when they had, like, Lex Luthor was dying and he basically started saying, screw everything, and he was blowing up Metropolis. And the, the, the Daily Planet was collapsing and Superman was flying, holding it back. I was like, man, that felt like forever ago. And then, boom, here it is. We've hit a thousand, and mm-hmm. you know, they just hit these milestone numbers. It's crazy. I, I think with 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 speaking of Spawn, like I just think that as long as McFarlane is involved with it, it's gonna it's gonna do good. And what's what's what I also want to say is now that Walking Dead isn't being published, maybe now is the time for the how I call it the OG feel of. Image Comics, it's 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 his time to return, you know. With Savage Dragon, you know, Spawn still going on. Yeah. Maybe some wet works can come back, you know. Oh, that will never come back. That's, that's owned by DC now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like that. That maybe now that Walking Dead is in the pinnacle and the the high point of Image, Image. Comics sales. Now, it, it, honestly, it's now it's Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, it kind of kicked them in the butt. Wake them up, you know, because it's like I mean, Kirkman, he was a fan. And then, you know, he steps in and, and he's doing stuff. And, yeah, his Walking Dead blew up. And, and now that's okay. It's it's done. And it's kind of like, yeah, maybe that kind of got that, that fire in their bellies again where it's like, okay, shoot. You know, I'm, I've been kind of sitting on my laurels with Spawn. Now it's time to really, like, let's do this. Let's get more focused. Let's push to make sure we're monthly. Let's mm-hmm. do all this stuff. Let's start getting those comic book elements into the book. You know, because you're right, like, going into that. Because, like, I've been – I kind of did the same thing with Guardians. It was like, man, that movie was awesome. I went back. Uh, if you're, I would r- highly recommend go read the uh, Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning stuff. Oh my god, that was great. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But like, it just it has that, and it's like right now. Oh, I can't think of his name. The Cosmic Ghost Rider, Donnie Coates, with him writing it. You know, it was Kates. like Kate. Okay, Donnie Kate. Is he and, the one uh, with the the charger? Uh, no, that's Robbie Reyes. Okay. The Cosmic Ghost Rider is. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the he's Frank the Punisher. Castle. Oh yeah, yeah he's the yeah, Punisher yeah. with Spirit yeah, of Vengeance the future, and the Power yeah. Cosmic. Yeah. yeah, but uh, no, but I've been I've been loving the book, like the Universal Truth, the Universal Church of Truth, with them being like Jason Pete's dad being in charge of that, and it was like, oh my god, you know, Rocket, you know, mm-hmm. old, these brittle as heck, and it's just crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, but it is it's exciting when stories do that when they create these arcs that you want to get excited for. You know, it's just it. It sucks because it's waiting a month, but at the same time, when it comes out, that's such a great fix. Mm-hmm. Ray, <laughs> let me. Uh, so, what you working on stuff right now? Something you want to promote? Uh, Not yet. Well, what I've been doing right now artistically is I've been um, I've been doing a countdown to Copra. Okay. And or hashtag countdown to Copra, and I've been kind of like drawing um, Copra characters until the release of the new Copra. 
and I post those on um, the group page, the fan page for the artist that okay. created Copra. Um, I also do a weekly drawing contest. I never win because I'm not digitally, I'm not a digital artist. But um, Rob Liefeld has a weekly drawing contest every week, and this week's Kane. So when I get home today, I'm gonna go work on Kane. Nice. Which but Kane? Kane from um, X Force number two. Oh, okay. He was supposed to be the villain in X in in, in Deadpool one. Ah. Yeah. But anyways, um, artistically. Um, we have the Yumacon coming up. Um, I'll say it here if you want, but I'll have my comic book published bef- before the next year's comic. Next right. year's Yumacon. Okay. I'll have that published. I'll have that in print. And do you have uh, any social media that you'd like to give out that people can go see no. on Instagram and DeviantArt? I don't even have Instagram. Don't even have Instagram. I don't even have Instagram. My, it's a way to put out your art there. Yeah, my, my friends tell me that you got to have an Instagram even if you just do it for your art, but I just don't. Okay. I feel like right now I don't have time for two social medias. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just um, so check it out on when, on Copra's uh, fan page and on uh, yeah. Th- I mean, that's right now where I'm posting my artwork. All the other stuff, I keep it behind the scenes. Okay. You know, I'm not ready to reveal my 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 life's work, my character. You know, because I don't want my stuff being plagiarized. But that's fair. When when it happens. Um, I promise this that Geek Elite Media will be the first people to know about it. Hey, there you go. Get the break. If you uh, want to talk to me about more about Spawn, uh, I will try and keep up the conversation. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. You can also find Chris on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm more on Twitter, so you can find me as stuff I should say should being spelled S H U D. And yeah, give me some more. Give me some more info on Spawn. He's definitely like I will say for this being. My first delve into it, it did that comic book phase where it's like, okay, I'll probably come back and check out 301. And you can also find his writing at? Oh, so yes, I've been doing some writing over at Adventures in Porte. So if you want to see what I'm what I'm checking out and some other things like that, go give him a shot. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Some of, his, some of Chris's writings on our website, geekelitemedia.com where you can also get archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek geek out. This concludes our broadcast.